life ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who have been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy podcast. Hello, everybody. Michelle Slaney Travato here, and I'd like to thank you for joining us in the Living Your Legacy podcast. Today, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. She is one of the sweetest, kindest, most caring human beings on the planet. And she has a really interesting business that she runs, and it really does twist the whole idea of leaving a legacy behind you into living a legacy in front of you. So we're going to look at that today. So what I'd like to do is take a moment to introduce you to my friend, Molly Noterer. She is the co-founder of Legacy Concierge Services based in Sonoma County, California. She's been working with seniors and their families for over 30 years, and her true passion is working with those with dementia. So this is why we're talking about living it forward. Welcome, Molly, to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, my friend. It's so good to see you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So Molly, tell us a little bit about Legacy Concierge Services. What is it that you do? Well, we I'm going to say weeks. I have an amazing business partner. Everything we do as a tandem, as a team. Um, we started Legacy Concierge Services in 2016 and with the purpose of kind of redefining senior care. Um, I had worked in senior care for about 24 years in various aspects of skilled nursing, assisted living, memory care. Um, Deanna, my business partner, had worked in in-home care placement. Um, so we kind of, kind of covered every aspect, adult daycare. And we, were, we both worked in a skilled nursing together um, in, our, in our final corporate job. And we just felt like things were so uh, cookie cutter and we didn't feel like the services really met the individual person. They met the diagnosis, but not the individual person. And we felt like there was a lack of dignity and honor of the person. And, um, you know, when you really look back, when you really look at each person in their situation, if you take a creative approach to what their situation is and what their needs are and who they are as a person and their core of who they are, you can approach care in a very creative, resourceful way, utilizing services throughout the community. Um, you know, a lot of people will pay for in-home care when really what they need is a dog walker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a, our favorite um, kind of one of our, our platform situations was uh, a, a, we had a, a lady come into our skilled nursing multiple times, fractured shoulder, fractured hip. We're like, what is going on? And we would send her home with all these services and after she rehabbed and we're like, what is going on that she keeps coming back and breaking all these bones? And we found out she had a little dog 
at her house and the dog wasn't being walked because she wasn't able to to take the dog on walks anymore and she the dog would get underneath her feet when she would get up to move and she would trip over the dog so we thought well what if we get a dog walker to come in and get the dog you know to go on a walk three or four times a week maybe that will help well though she never she didn't go back to a nursing home after that because the dog had the energy she got to keep the dog she got to be able to stay at home and so it's just a matter of you know getting to know a person in their situation and who they are and what's going on with them beyond that diagnosis. That's kind of like our favorite story that we like to tell because people will say, well, we need to get a home care person and she's not safe. She's a high fall risk, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't a fall risk. She had a really active dog (laughs) and it was, she was, the dog was rambunctious and wanted to go play. And so, so we took a different approach. I love that, that it's more about the relationships with the person and their family and really digging into what is actually going on here. Then here's the diagnosis. Here's the list of services. Let's just pick whatever. And this person gets those services. I absolutely love that. So Molly, how did you, how did you transition from your corporate position into this one? Like that couldn't have been sort of quick or easy. Well, <laughs> do you want me to tell you the honest version? Yep. <laughs> so the honest version is um, it, it, it did happen kind of quick, not easy, but it did happen kind of quick because um, I was very frustrated working in the corporate structure. And, you know, I felt like in in the in the, the world that I was in in skilled nursing, it was very much, um, you know, the investors had priority over the residents and the quality of care and also the quality for the staff. And I got frustrated. I spoke up. <laughs> I said something about it. I felt like some of our residents were being put at risk for some decisions that were being made. And I got my job eliminated. <laughs> oh. So, and, <laughs> and I, and it is what it is. And it was the greatest gift that ever happened. And so I found myself as I was starting to, to, you know, apply for different jobs and do some interviews. I just wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. And Deanna and I had been working together in the same office. I was a, dis, um, she was a discharge planner and I was the admissions person. And we always felt like this, what we're doing is not enough. It's just, and so not, I just didn't, my heart wasn't in working for another corporation. I just couldn't work for another investor, you know, investor focused company. And Deanna and I had a lot of really wonderful, heartfelt conversations about, you know, let's do this. And, you know, our investors are our husbands. So we don't have to, you know, we don't have that, that overhanging, I guess, fruit that we have to focus on, but um, we decided let's do this. You know, we kind of put together a mission and our values and we, you know, we, we went out and introduced ourselves to different um, trusted collaborators. And um, over time, it took us a couple of years to really, figure out and identify who we are and what we were. But what the approach that we took was that we were really truly focused on collaboration in the community with resources. So when a family called us, we would connect those, that, those families with those resources. And um, it took us a little bit of time to figure out what that was. And I mean, we were so new, this was such a new and innovative idea at the time that we couldn't even insure ourselves. We, you know, we did, we got insurance, but we could, nobody could define our organization right, and to be able to insure it. Yeah. To insure it. And like, how, what do you guys do? What do you mean? We've never heard of anything like this. And so when we heard, we've never heard of anything like this because we do care coordination services. Um, and it's, it's not us that actually does the service that we, we utilize those other resources, but 
when we heard them say, nobody, we, know, we don't know what this is. We thought we we're doing something right. Mm-hmm. And because, but we had to figure out how to define ourselves and um, create an identity um, and create a name and a kind of a brand, I guess you could say. And um, so it was, it was, it was fast in terms of starting legacy. I, I got my job eliminated in December. We started launched legacy in March wow. that following March. So it was really quick mm-hmm. and we kind of learned as we went and we're still learning. I, you know, we always talk about evolving. We are totally evolving every day because our, the people that we serve are evolving. So we have to evolve with them. And, uh, it's been, it's been a long journey, but it's been an awesome one. I have no regrets on where we started and where we are today. It's pretty awesome. That's a long answer. <laughs> yeah. But an amazing answer. Cause there's so many threads there that I want to pick up on. There's so many, <laughs> so many um, yeah. and so many lessons there for all of us to be learning. So I'll pick up on one. I love the idea that you are kind of a one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. So somebody gets this diagnosis for a family member. Yeah. Um, and I, my first thought, if it was me and, and my dad did uh, have dementia and eventually Alzheimer's um, yeah. was where do I go? What do I do? Who do I call? Like those are, you know, major questions. And a lot of it is very fragmented. So you call this organization, they can offer you this and this and this, but not other things. And so then you have to call somebody else. And those two don't communicate with each other and their protocols and entrance requirements are all different. And you as the, the child need to, I mean, adult child, clearly, um, need to be sort of the keeper of all information in a time when right. you're grappling with the emotion of the fact that your parent is going to require care that you never saw yourself having to provide. Right. So, totally overwhelming. I love the idea that you're kind of this hub. If you're a one-stop shop. You call and say, here's what I've got going on. What do right. I do now? So that's the question I'd like to ask you, because I imagine you get that call a lot. What is one piece of advice you'd give to somebody whose parent has just been newly diagnosed and they're now stepping into the whole world of what this is? Oh, this is such a big question because I have so many answers. (laughs) So, I mean, if one of the things I want to say is I think one of the most important resources of families a family can access into, and it's an international organization, is the Alzheimer's Association. Mm -hmm. They are truly, from my perspective, what the services that they provide and offer and the support is really critical for family. But to get to the point where you call the Alzheimer's Association, and for me, it's I'm very surprised when people have never heard of the Alzheimer's Association because, I mean, that's the first thing I'll tell families, have you connected with them? And if they'll tell me, I don't know what that is, I'm I'm surprised, but I've worked in this industry for so long. So that I think before even calling the Alzheimer's Association is understanding and accepting the fact that you're going to need help. And there's no book, you know, when, when people have kids, people do tons of research about where am I going to have my kid go to preschool and which is best school district. And, you know, there's, they, and they ask their community and, and that's when they have kids. But when you have a parent People don't talk to each other about it. There's not an open dialogue. So I think one of the first things is is accepting the fact that you're going to need help from your community, from your peers, from your neighbors, from you know other family members. And I think I think shedding that. Um, I don't want to use the word shame, but there are some people who are they're they're afraid to say my mom, my dad has dementia. It's a disease that people get, and it's 
it's a hard disease. There's no question about it. it is a tough journey, but there is the support that's available, but you have to be willing to accept that you have to ask for help. And, you know, it's, it's, um, so I think that's the two things that I would want to say is, is ask is you have to come to terms with the fact that you have to be able to ask for help because there's people who want to help you. And then the next one is call the Alzheimer's association because they have support groups. They, you can be connected with people who are on your same journey. Um, you can meet and be with people in person. You can, you can, you know, there's, there's so many resources in education and they also have resources for neurologists that you can go to. And, um, you know, it's important to have, it's important to have that. So that would be my, two first things to do, I guess, is, is you've got to come to terms with the fact that you're going to need help on this journey. It's not easy. And you're going to have to do the research. And like, like with us, when people call, we've helped people from, you know, being independent all the way through end of life and, and with dementia as part of that journey. And we've stayed with those families through that. I mean, our very first client is still with us and we're coming up, you know, it'll be seven years in April of next year that we're with her. And we went from independent living all the way. She's in skilled nursing now, but we are still very much a big part of her life and her family's life and with guidance and support. And it's, you've got to be able to ask for help. Amazing. Those are some really great suggestions um, because you're right. It is uh, sort of a, a taboo. There's also a lot of grief attached to that and people are working yes. their way through that and the loss yeah. and, and the fear. And of yeah. course we all know fear is a paralytic. So um, yeah. I think, realizing that you're going to need help and, and realizing that sooner rather than later allows for more optimistic things to yeah. be put into place for your family member. I love that. So Molly, yeah. how can our audience reach out to you if they've got questions or if they would like to know more about what you do, or they know someone they want to connect you with, how can they find you? Well, we have a website, LegacyConciergeServices.com. We also are on Facebook and Instagram under Legacy Concierge Services. There's a phone number. You can text it. You can call. We have it set up on our website that you can make an appointment with us for a 30-minute free consultation. It's just Deanna and myself. So when you call, it's one of us who are going to answer the phone and you're going to talk to one of us and you're, um, you know, we're going to work with you. And when you, when you do call, it's we're you've got both of our, you know, both of us coming in and and helping. It might be one of us driving, you know, driving that direct relationship with you, but we always work together so that we can, you know, optimize whatever opportunities are there for the family. So we take a real big team approach in, in everything that we do. And we always have dignity um, as a forefront in, in our actions and, and our steps that we, that we work with you. So, so yeah, call us. We love talking to you. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Um, so Molly, I want to thank you for giving us some of your time today. Clearly you have a lot, a large love for the people that you serve and work with and their families. It shows in everything that you say. Um, and I hope that this promotes the idea that people can have someone that they can reach out to and contact. So for those of you who didn't get all that written down, that information will be in the show notes and uh, you'll be able to reach out to Molly a little bit later. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time today. Totally appreciate that. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. 
Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.